0: I think we kind of grew up with this idea of like, well, you can be creative. Um, you, you can do what you want to do. And I know that my parents were so supportive of me totally switching gears and going into beauty school that, uh, you know, it, it becomes just part of your personality, I think, to just run with stuff. And when you have a plan or an idea, just you just go ahead and cultivate it.
1: You know my, you know my, you know Welcome to the Cooler Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Smiley. Today's episode is another episode in the not-so-short limited series. I thought we were do only a limited amount, but now we've got even more businesses. So, this is a small business, big heart, another episode. Today's guest is the co-owner of Painted Plus Beauty Studio based in Burlington, North Carolina, with the motto, Reinventing the Culture of Beauty by Creating Livable, Wearable Hair, Color, and Styles. This is Julie Brennan. Hey, Julie.
0: Hi, how are you?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for being on the pod.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So, I came across this because almost every female, I know, when I'm doing the research for these podcasts and finding guests, I'm, like, finding a commonality that they all go through your studio.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so funny.
1: So, I'm I was very curious and I was looking at it. I know that you guys are right across the street from FBY, so there was a whole, you know, highway almost because that's a really popular road now. And I was digging yeah. in and you guys have definitely it going on as far as a small business. Thank you. So, I guess to back it all up as far as uh as, you know, hair studio and beauty salon, where does Before we get into the business side, how did you get into this as a trade?
0: Ooh, that is an excellent question. Um, I'm asked this pretty frequently and I try to reflect on the day that I really decided to get into cosmetology. Um, So I was originally at UNCW um, learning, studying elementary education. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought (laughs) that I needed to go to a well-known university, I thought that I needed to have a steady and stable job with an employer and I thought that throughout high school and like my first couple years of college, I thought this is the path for me, this is what I know how to do and I'm good at it, so I went to college. Um, Somewhere along the line in my junior year, I was about to take my finals. And I was—I think I was just sitting at my computer one day studying, and I thought, I don't think that this is for me anymore. And I, you know, I really started thinking, like, what did I want to do when I was a kid? Like, what really, what really drove me and excited me? And I thought, you know, I really loved doing hair. I didn't mm-hmm. do it professionally at the time, and it was just fun. And I thought, well, maybe I should look into that. And um, a little backstory: both of my parents are professional artists. Um, so I should have known better when I went and told them that I wanted to redirect my career path. They were totally on board with it. They thought it was a great idea. My dad actually researched and found my school. I went to Empire in Greensboro. Okay. Um, he took me, he signed me up like I was all good to go. And like I took my finals and the next week I was enrolled in beauty school. And that was just the start of all of it. And I knew from day one that, you know, this, this is meant for me.
1: Did you have to go through any bit of like a culture shock going from uh, university setting, standard setting into cosmetology?
0: Oh, yeah. Um, I am, I love being a student and I, I ended up reading all of my cosmetology textbooks within the first couple of weeks. So in beauty wow. school, you sit and you, yeah, you go through um, theory and then you work in the school salon in a practical setting with clients and- theory at Empire was lasting, I think it was about 18 weeks, which was above the average time frame that you would spend in beauty school on just book work. So I ended up reading all of the textbooks wow. and taking my own notes and doing my own thing. And uh, yeah, it, it was a weird it was a weird transition because I was so used to having homework and studying and reading and writing essays. And all I was doing was sitting in a classroom and playing with mannequins. And yeah, that was a totally different environment for me. And it took a little bit of getting used to.
1: So as far as getting in, you know, from beauty school and taking the jump and then everything else, what, what was the, the point where you were like, I need to start a business. And then where did you meet Stacy and all this?
0: Stacy and I met, um, I see, I graduated beauty school at 21 um, Stacy and I met when I think I was about 17 and was going to prom, and Stacy had just started doing hair in Burlington, and someone had recommended her to me, and you know she and I got together. She did my hair for prom, and at that point I just thought she was really great and funny, and I kind of forced her to be my friend, and I just would come home and visit her, you know, and get my hair done throughout the rest of high school and the beginning of college. Um, so then when I was in school and you know i went to stacy getting my hair done and i said i don't think that this is what i want to do i don't think that i'm on the right path becoming a teacher and she said well why don't you just go to beauty school you've always talked about doing hair and i thought well duh this is that's what i should be doing yeah so that's when i went to my parents and told them and um i ended up graduating beauty school at 21 and i was living in greensboro and i thought I was going to work like in Raleigh or Wilmington, and I ended up really missing Wilmington back from when I went to college there. So I thought, okay, I'm going to line up a job in Wilmington, and I'm going to go back. So I ended up getting a job at a salon in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I worked there for probably about six months or so, and um, I was a commissioned stylist at the time. And, you know, I stayed in touch with Stacy, and I would come home and visit my parents. And um, about six months in, a boyfriend and I at the time had broken up and I planned on moving to Raleigh to be closer to him. But since we broke up, I thought, well, gosh, I'm not going to stay in Wilmington. Like, where am I going to go? And, uh, you know, I was telling Stacy about it and she said, well, you can probably come work at the salon I'm at. I'll just ask the owner if they need another renter and you can come work with me. So that's what happened. She asked the salon owner that she was in, um, you know, if they needed another renter and they were totally open to me joining the team. And I joined within a few weeks and then Stacy and I were working together. Wow. And, um, yeah, we stayed at that salon together for about, I was there about three years. She had been there for, I think around eight at the time. Okay. Um, when it was kind of time for us to, okay, like the salon's not updating and I really need something to thrive in. We need to find a new salon or open something. And at the time there wasn't anything available in our town for rent. There wasn't anything that really attracted me to it to open a salon. So I thought, okay, well then we need to move. So there was this really cute salon across the street and I thought, hey, there's two chairs open. You and I can both go, we can still work together. it's it felt like an elevation for us like we really needed something a little more upscale and something that really worked with our own personal brands so we ended up moving to the salon across the street and it was a really that was a really great time for us because we learned a lot along that process of okay what do we like what do we not like like this salon has so many great qualities that like we haven't had before and we over that like few years, um, we still started to think, you know, I still want to open a salon. Like this is still something that, you know, I dream about doing. So eventually, um, we decided to start looking again for commercial property, something to open a salon. Yeah. And so the name kind of came from If you want me to get into that, I can get, that's like a whole other story. No. Yeah. I want Uh, the full dive (laughs) (laughs) vault. So, um, originally, so like I said, both of my parents, um, are professional artists and growing up, like I had no artistic ability at all. I still don't. (laughs) All I have is hair painting and it just, it's, I'm an intuitive hair painter. It comes really naturally to me. Um, and it's just always been something that I enjoy and something that I've kind of built my whole personal career around. So, you know, I was, I was walking around one day, like, okay, we're looking for property. We have to like, go ahead and incorporate a name. Like we has to have a name because whenever I'm working on a business venture, like I've decided that if it has a name, it already exists and now you have to build on that. So it needed a name and I'm sitting in my living room with um, my best friend, Amber, and I'm just like, probably driving her nuts, pacing and thinking, gosh, it's like, okay, beauty studio, that works, that sounds good. It's not just like your average salon, like this is an art studio. And um, let's see, I paint, so it's painted, but oh, man, like painted's already incorporated, what am I gonna do? And she just sat there and she just looked at me and she said, well, it's plus, like it's more than painting, that's not all that you do. It's, it's plus, why not add like the symbol? And I just looked at her and I'm like, you're such a, this is so smart. Yeah. perfect so painted plus beauty studio that's how the whole name happened and now it has a name so now we're like okay now we just have to find a space and you know we hunted all over burlington it probably took almost two years wow. um to get a space so painted has been around longer than we had a space it was an idea and it was cultivated and kind of um created into this Studio that we have now over the course of almost five years now because now we've been open for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, once we found a space, Stacy and I decided it's time to start developing the whole plan. Is it going to just be us, or is, are we going to have renters? Do we want to do commission? Like, what does our town need? So that's kind of how we developed painted and how it just came to life. We joke all the time that it's like its own living, breathing thing. And we just helped to um, cultivate it.
1: Yeah. When you are, well, I guess to, to kind of reel it back um, you, you obviously your parents are artists. Um, is there any background in either yours, Stacy's families that are entrepreneurs or have like that entrepreneurial grit? Cause I imagine when you're like building something, there's, there's gotta be some sort of spark at some point, or if there isn't, um, I'm trying to figure out a, a best way to, to ask this question is would, would you say that there is any, any part of you guys that was like overwhelmed or is this just ingrained in you guys to start some new stuff?
0: Honestly, I think it is just ingrained in us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we work so well together because um, so like Stacy's family, her mom is a photographer. and my parents are artists and you know we kind of we i think we kind of grew up with this idea of like well you can be creative um you you can do what you want to do and i know that my parents were so supportive of me totally switching gears and going into beauty school that uh you know it it becomes just part of your personality i think to just run with stuff and when you have a plan or an idea just you just go ahead and cultivate it
1: yeah Okay. Now I know you. You guys mentioned when you guys were building the studio, and it took. I guess it's been open. Forgive me. I, I had it in my research, and I completely forgot to type it down. How long have you guys been open now?
0: Uh, two years. Two years. We just turned two in September.
1: Okay. Then, so what? I guess my question is: What when you guys were building Painted Plus from the from the bottom up? Um, what are some things that you guys saw were missing in the? cosmetology beauty studio market that you guys decided we need to put this into painted plus.
0: Ooh, there are so many elements that, um, went into that. So obviously like if you're a stylist around here, you follow probably a hundred or so different hairstylists that are in California and New York and all these cool places. Um, and we just saw this gap between, us and them and it's like it's not just the style of your salon it's the style of the work that comes out of your salon it's the motivation that goes into everyone that's on your team and how much effort they put into their continuing education and their products and product knowledge and i know that you know painted has this very like bohemian um, contemporary vibe um But all of our stylists that we hire, they're part of a team. So, yeah, everyone's a booth runner and they're individual. And that's pretty normal for our area. Um, So that's something that we kept that is an element that is just kind of across the board in Burlington is pretty normal. Yeah. But with that, we noticed no one gets interviewed. Like, you know, you just I know whenever I've been hired, it's kind of a pretty basic process of you go in, you say you're going to rent a chair and you're good to go. Yeah. And um, we decided, no, that there needs to be a new standard. Like, why is why is our town any different from L.A.? Like, why? Why is that standard different? It's not. So we decided that, you know, we need to kind of. If our area is going to be elevated at all and we're going to help elevate salons across the street, then. You know we need to set a new standard and make this like hey this is normal it's okay to like host interviews if you're gonna hire someone you don't just have to fill a chair like you need to create a team yeah so that's something that uh, was really important to us that we did change is now you go through two interview processes one is um a conversation it's it's a pretty casual conversation but it's also you know it really lets us know where you are and where you wanna be in a few years, um, what you can bring to the table and what, what kind of positive um, outcome you can achieve by being at Painted and what you can bring to the team. But then the second is we wanna see your work. So like you have to be able to paint. Um, you have to be open to learning new things. We host classes. We try to host classes um, at least every other month And if we don't bring in an educator, like right now with COVID, that's kind of hard. We'll teach the classes ourselves. So it's really important to us that we bring in education. And it's just, it's really important to us to bring the elements of all the salons that everyone just loves. And, you know, you look up to them, to our town, because why not?
1: I, I, that was one of the hugest things I was looking at when I was looking at your site and looking at the, the uh, different pages is um, the fact that like, I, I'm a very big simpleton. I'll go to like a barber shop or I'll go to (laughs) something else, but you're very right. When you talk about the culture of it's it's just a, the person is just the person and the chair is the chair. But when you, with you guys, I've noticed everyone everyone represents the brand there's no like i there's no shame of working here there's no interchangeability it's everyone is mm-hmm. a part of this specific brand and they reflect it in all aspects of their social media their even their livelihoods that's what I thought was really interesting is as opposed to everyone being um i guess on my perception just boosting up themselves they're boosting up the brand
0: yeah um and that's really something that these girls have kind of done on their own. It's it's fascinating. It's amazing to watch them because, you know, when we started with Painted, it was six of us, including Stacy and myself. And then within six months, we expanded into almost like four thousand square feet and fifteen stylists and um, three receptionists. And it's it again like takes on a life of its own. But we're all you know we all took on this Instagram handle of Painted by Juliana, Painted by Stacy. Um, It's really cool. Everyone's jumped on board with like, hey, I'm a part of this. Like, I want to be part of this. It's a team. And it's not like any other salon I think these girls have worked in. And I think that's really what makes it so special is these girls are actually like best friends in real life. It's awesome.
1: Does that culture uh, bleed into your clientele? Is there a point where these girls are like, hey, you know, I, I go here and they take an ultimate pride in it?
0: I would like to think so. Um, I would like my clients like to bring up how special they think painted is whenever they're talking about like, oh, what are you guys up to? Like, are you are you doing anything new? What's what's happening? And, um, you know, when the expansion was happening, that was kind of a big deal with our clients. And it just it made more room for, um, you know, your client's friend to come now and we have more stylists and we're we're trying to really broaden that. And I think that it, it is special for clients to go somewhere where they feel special and they feel respected and inspired. And I have a few clients who have gone on to beauty school um, just like I did after talking to Stacy. And I think that whole like turnaround is so cool.
1: Yeah. So I guess there's a, this is a question I ask a lot to the point where everyone makes fun of me because this is one question I ask instantly <laughs> on this podcast is there any misconceptions about Painted or about what you and Stacy do that you would like to put the rest?
0: Um, not particularly Stacy and I or Painted, um, but I know that, you know, before I ended up going into this industry as a whole, um, it was a huge misconception that the beauty industry or being a hairstylist can't be taken seriously and that it's not a proper career um my my first year i was asked gosh probably every if not every day at least every week um so what are you going to do after this and oh it my always Oh god that going got to be me. annoying. <laughs> yeah. It it was it was shocking because a lot of people don't know i went to college and you know i graduated my junior year um, with a great GPA and like, you know, I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was really interesting. I even had people texting me when I was, you know, sitting in beauty school my first week. And I had, you know, some buddies that didn't know that I left UNCW and was going to beauty school. And when they found out, they'd message me and be like, did you seriously just leave college and go do this? And, it, you know, it kind of makes you think, oh, my gosh, did I make the right decision? Can I make a career out of this? Is this, you know, like, what can I, what am I doing? Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think a huge misconception is that you can't build a career, like a long-term, stable and steady career in the beauty industry. Um, and that's, it's just not true. It's amazing what you can do. If you really are self-motivated, I think that's a big part of it um, it's something you can do anything you want. Like when I started out, you know, I was doing all the traditional stuff with foils and haircuts. And I thought that I was going to be a big hair cutter. I thought that was going to be my groove and my jam. And then I ended up being like, wait, no, I can freehand paint. Like this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten into extensions over the last nine years. And honestly, like if you're in the beauty industry or if you're just getting into it, you can recreate yourself and evolve and stay interested and stay interesting so many different ways. Yeah. Um, It's definitely a great career path. If you're looking to build it, if you're wanting to put the work in.
1: So I know a lot of people during this year, especially have dug deep into what they, what some would people would say are like, you know, little side projects or like, Oh, this is a phase kind of like what you're, Misconception people would say, Do you have any tips and tricks for those that are dealing with the naysayers in their life that just kind of ignore them and plow through towards your goal?
0: Yeah, totally. Just ignore it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's what I did. I was like, Okay, well, you don't, yeah, I'm in BD school. And they're like, I can't believe you did that. And I'm like, Okay, well, block. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're not supporting my dream. And it's something that if you know that this is right for you, even if it's not, you know, In the beauty industry, if you're doing something else and you know, and you're in school and you're like, this really fuels me. um, Yeah, I think that as long as you have that self-motivation, you can do anything, especially in our industry. Yeah. There's so many different avenues that you can take that. Like, I didn't have to open a salon. I was super happy just renting a chair and doing my thing. And I think a lot of my girls are really happy just renting a chair and, you know, they are running their own business within our business and it's this whole umbrella and um, it really brings in, you know, you can be part of a team. You don't have to own the whole thing, but yeah, I think that if there's people that are telling you, you know, maybe making comments about you, that's not really a job. Like you can't really do that. Well, what she did, you can't really do what she did. Yeah, you can. And I think, You just, you just got to self-motivate yourself and keep going and find what's going to fuel you.
1: That's so true. So going into uh, needing self-motivation, this year has been an absolute um, inconvenience at the (laughs) lightest. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How has, uh, going into COVID-19 or even outside of that, like what is the biggest challenge that you guys have faced owning and operating paintings?
0: Hmm. I think at first it was more difficult, um, being closed for, gosh, I think we were closed for a full 60 days. Wow. Um, yeah. And we're used to being here. At, well, okay. That goes into like another little misconception is we don't work nine to five. We're here like eight to eight, seven to 12, like whatever. And, um, it was so weird not being with each other every day. Um, we're together all the time and we're with our clients all the time. And, you know, being at home, we're kind of like, oh man, like, what am I doing with my life? Like, I don't have anything else going on. This is my world. And it it did give us a little bit of time to kind of sit back and think, like, you know, I think I have more interest than just working. Or it also can make you see that, oh, what do I really love doing when I'm at work? I need to focus on that. And no. I think that it had it had its good and bad moments because the worst moments were at first when you think, oh, I don't have a purpose. I'm not at work. What am I doing? And then, you know, a couple of weeks go by and then you think, this isn't so bad. We had time to take classes online. All of these girls took so many classes. They were just on it. And I think when they came back to work, you know, it was so exciting and it was new again, and everyone had learned all these cool new tricks. And, you know, I think, I think it did more good than harm for us emotionally, because it gave us that time to really sit back with ourselves and consider, you know, what, what do I love to do? How can I focus on that? Um,
1: so Personally. you guys definitely you guys definitely took like a very proactive stance to COVID. I know a lot of people that went about it very defeated. And it seems that you guys took like the bull by the horns and said, All right, we're gonna make the best of this.
0: Yep, we definitely did. And I'm I'm really proud of our team for doing that too, because everyone was on the same page. We all were like, Okay, look, like if we're not gonna be at work, uh, what are some ideas? And some of the girls were like, Can we do product pickup? Could we like you know, like, what are our options? Um, We had reached out to the state board to see if it's possible to do like, can can I give my client like a little touch up kit? Like, what can we do? So collectively, we figured out different ways to, you know, really sit with this at home without being at the salon, because it was pretty clear, like, you, you cannot be at the salon, you cannot work on clients, you can't interact with them. But that didn't stop us from the things we could do, like, hey, you can get on your Instagram story, you can talk to your clients, you can go live, you can continue to post, you can continue to keep yourself relevant and keep your clients excited um, to see you for when we do reopen. Um, We were able to link up with Unite, our haircare um, product line that we carry here at Painted, and have a link online that offered the salon commission to products without us having to even step foot in the salon to sell anything. Um, Wow yeah we were able to really like just kind of figure out options when we started with thinking oh my gosh like we don't have any options what are we going to do um you know you really have to put the hat on and I think that everyone at Painted really like worked together to get through that because being closed is hard when you're used to being there every day
1: yeah yeah I've I've talked to to several people um who have i i know you know who uh the, re- the owners of Wren's Nest are they had to close their doors and it was a lot of people yeah. struggled with it but like i said you guys you guys definitely seem to have made the absolute best of it of a worst case scenario
0: yeah thanks we um we try to breed positivity at the salon it's kind of just our thing um, the whole positive vibes and our plus symbol and yeah we play on that a lot but we really mean it whenever we are, you know, we're working together and we're trying to just create a more positive environment. We really take that with us into all of our avenues.
1: You guys need, uh, this is a little segue. I was thinking the other day when I was doing these questions, I know you and Stacey both, uh, you guys share the plus symbol tattoo, right?
0: Oh, we do. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, when are these guys going to sell little, uh, little, um, not fake tattoos, but like, uh, the, well, basically the fake tattoos and give them to their customers and a bunch of little plus yeah, signs on the community. <laughs> little temporaries.
0: <laughs> I know it's funny. We, um, that was for Stacy's birthday. She's been wanting to get another tattoo. And I thought, well, gosh, like her birthday is coming up. How fun we, we share this. And it's a thing, like maybe we can go get this. And we did. So we are committed.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Going into, um, I I kind of have two questions, but I can kind of fiddle it down to maybe one more. Um, okay. What are some pros and cons that you found uh, being in a small town environment? Um, well, this will be two questions. So the first one will be like, so what are some pros and cons that you found being in Burlington? Because um, there there are there are definitely some you know some disadvantages but huge advantages of being in a smaller and closer community so i was interested to see what you found especially bringing a new age a new uh look to the beauty salon industry around here
0: yeah so i honestly feel like there's more pros being in a town like burlington than cons okay so i you know i know i have friends in salons in big cities i meet them at classes and they have a great time and um, I've learned a little bit about that. I don't really have a lot to compare being in a small town to, but again, making the most out of a situation, um, when we were inspired to create painted based on all of the things we love about these beautiful big salons in San Diego and New York city. And, um, it offered us the opportunity to bring that here. Cause I thought at one point I was going to move to California and I was going to, be Britney Spears. And I don't know, I thought I was going to have a totally different life. That is another
1: conversation. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, the next Britney Spears. (laughs) And I, um, I, at one point, one of my clients asked me, like, why aren't you in Burlington? And this was at my first salon, which was a pretty like average Burlington salon. Um, And I just said, well, you know, I wasn't moving to LA. So I figured, I guess I'll just bring it here. So I actually went to LA (laughs) Yeah, and visited and just like kind of got the vibe for it, and was like, All right, so if I'm not moving here, what can I do to you know elevate the town that I'm in and bring it back? So that was kind of the thought process. Um, staying in Burlington, like, how can I you know make lemonade? And I do think that being in a small town also offers more intimate networking. Um, like with FBY being across the street, the yoga studio. I mean, yeah. that's my other favorite place. So it's cool to know other business owners that closely um, and to be able to bounce ideas. And like, I just saw Shelly this morning. Um, it's, it's cool to know other business owners so closely and to understand how their business works and share ideas of how yours does. And um, I think that's one of the biggest benefits of being in a small town Is, you know, they say that if you're in a small town, like everyone knows everyone. Um, But I think there's more benefit to that than, you know, cons.
1: No, I I, I completely agree. I I was actually hoping you would say that because I know a lot of people, they want to take the approach of like, oh, small town, small minds, as opposed to you have a lot more intimate relationships here.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's another thing is like if you're going to do something big in a small town, like you have to have a bigger mindset than that. Like, you have to think beyond, oh, I'm in a small town, so I'm only capable of doing so much. It's like, no, you're in a small town. What can you bring to that? And how can you elevate the entire industry as a whole in your town? So that sure. was the thought process um, when I realized, like, okay, well, I'm staying in Burlington. What are we going to do? Um, I had a friend um, who owns a salon in Jamestown now. And he was like one of my idols in hair school, he owned the coolest salon and he worked at all these hair shows. And I thought, how the heck did you do that? <laughs> like being in uh, like a smaller part of Greensboro. And you know, it was really just, uh, he said something to me that stuck with me and said, he said, you can't think like that. You live in a town where people commute all day long. He said, you're right in between all of the bigger cities. Like, where do you think people are gonna go through to get their hair done? And I sat there and I thought, oh, I didn't think of it that way. I was thinking I have to be in a bigger city. So then, you know, that sat with me for years. And then I realized because it was so easy to, not easy, but it, it brought more opportunity of building a clientele in an area where there are a lot of commuters and you know you're not competing with the salon next door because you're not in a big city that's another big difference of being in a small town there's a lot more community over competition um because we're all in the same playing field we're all booth renters and we're all just working together so um yeah that that really stuck with me no realizing that no this is a great area so let's make it better
1: absolutely so yeah. making making the community better. Where do you guys see 2021 painted, 2022 painted? What are the plus in your years to come?
0: Ooh, all the pluses. Um, <laughs> so so we expanded within our first six months. Um, we have some ideas that we're bouncing around for next year. Um, and again, it's more just like depending on our our market and you know where we're at maybe like by summer. Um, I'm personally working on my extension method because I want to be able to help other, again, like elevate the people in our area. A lot of our classes, we do painted beauty students and we host classes all the time. Um, one of the biggest things with expanding on that is teaching classes that <clears throat> salons and stylists in our area might not be able to travel. And go take these classes, they might not be able to, you know, fly out to California to take this extensions class they want to take, but there's so much that goes into that and learning that, um, that I've, I've personally just been working on, how can I teach someone to do things the way that I do them, so they can grow and benefit and, you know, really elevate their career. So that's something that now I'm working on.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Thanks.
1: Well, um, that's about it. Yeah, that's that was a very, very, very um, I, I'm out of the lack for words, but that was awesome. I, I'm so happy to hear, like, especially small businesses um, and small business owners um, in the middle, in the middle of their successes, and just and so grounded and so it's it makes it so attainable. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And it is attainable. And um, I hope that, you know, painted continuing to grow really like really re- reveals that to local stylists that, you know, anything is possible.
1: Yeah. Well, Julie, this was an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'm going to have to get you and Stacy on at some point whenever I can figure out how to, you know, have better technology.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me
1: um guys be sure to check out julie at her websites we got two websites it's www.paintedbeautystudio.com that is the main page for the studio um you can check out julie at www.paintedbyjuliana.com you can also hit her up on instagram and facebook at paintedbyjuliana. juliana all those links and everything will be in the description thank you again for being on here julie
0: yeah thank you so much
1: Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, please share with your friends. This is a small podcast, and like Julie said, we got to build a community. So subscribe and rate the podcast on Apple. Follow us on Spotify. If you'd like, you can follow us on Instagram. That's where all the updates are going to be on the podcast. This podcast is the culmination of cool stories and the coolest people. This is Cooler Conversations. Later.
0: Yay!